Well, our moms think we're funny. Oh, hey everyone, this is Turkmany 2. And I'm a Comey. How's it going? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Oh, so uh, what are we doing today, Okomi? Uh, we just watched another pretty cool movie, and we had so much fun doing our uh, our episode, You Should Watch Tombstone, that uh, we figured we'd talk about this movie, too. And what movie is that? That movie was Darkman. Yes, Sam Raimi's Darkman. Um, you know, if you guys have followed us for any length of time at all, then you know that a constant running theme is uh, is me saying, what? You haven't seen this? How have you not seen this? And uh, it just so happens that uh, that I pulled up, um, you're just kind of going through stuff, trying to find something to watch. And I was like, wait a minute, you haven't seen Darkman? He's like, no, I haven't seen Darkman. I'm like, well, shit, you got to see Darkman. I was like, I all right, well. I have heard of Darkman. I was like, let's watch Darkman then. <laughs> and so that's, uh, that's what we did. We watched Darkman. This was your first viewing. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of Darkman? Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Um, Liam Neeson's always good. He's he's just like a super talented actor. And uh, it, Liam's Neeson. Liam's Neeson. <laughs> Liam's Neeson's. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's always a little weird for me to see him in any role other than Qui Gon. But uh, really, that's what you always associate him with was is Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, I mean that was the first thing I ever saw him in. You <laughs> not not like Kroll? You don't go back to Kroll? I never saw him in Kroll. Oh. So yeah, right. very very few people have ever seen Kroll. I, I'll be perfectly honest. <laughs> I've seen parts of Kroll, but I've never actually watched Kroll myself. But yeah, um, you know, it's it was an interesting movie because it kind of fell somewhere between the cracks of a superhero film and body horror. Yeah, because uh, it's it definitely like when he's like not wrapped up in his bandages and not wearing the mask and all that, he definitely has like a body horror vibe, which I'm totally down with. I like <laughs> body horror, and you know that kind of comes back from Sam Raimi's roots too, because of the whole Evil Dead thing. So, oh yeah. Um, my understanding is that um, Darkman was one of the things that really helped him get the um, the Spider-Man movies. Um, was because Darkman is is basically like a superhero movie. Um, <clears throat> and I remember I was telling you this uh, during the when we were watching is that they Marvel Comics did a I think it was either five or six issue uh, I think it was deluxe format like Darkman series. Hmm. And then I believe afterwards they actually did a like a regular Darkman comic book. I never picked that up. I just had just the, uh, the one series it came out with, but you, yeah. uh, you know, and then they made some, uh, you know, they, they made some Darkman sequels, um, with, uh, Arnold Vosloo playing the role of, uh, of Darkman. Hmm. Um, and then you had, uh, one was called the return of, uh, Robert Durant. And the other was called, uh, die Darkman die, I believe. Huh. And the return of Robert Durant, I believe actually has, um, uh, Larry Drake in it as Robert Durant again. And the other one has, um, oh, what's that guy's name? Um, oh, crap. I had his, his, uh, has his, uh, his name in my head just a minute ago. Um, but anyway, so, uh, and, and they were straight to video, of course, you know, right, um, right. but the go back to the thing is like, he kind of wrote a comic book movie. Then they made some comic books off of it. And then I was like, Hey, I, you know, it's like, here's a guy that wants to do a Spider-Man, apparently. And they're like, hey, I've already kind of directed a comic book movie. And they look at him like, yeah, it's kind of a comic book movie. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's interesting because Darkman, like, I really picked up the vibe that it was like if if Evil Dead and Spider-Man had had a baby. Like, the films, not the 
Right. <laughs> Not the characters, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, like, if those films had had a baby, it would have been this, because... Like, you have a lot of those dramatic camera zooms and, like, those, like, weird POV things and the weird, like, special effects when a character's, like, sanity is fraying and all that is very, very reminiscent of Evil Dead. Oh, yeah. But then, like, the action sequences are just pure, like, Sam Raimi Spider-Man on a slightly tighter budget. and Yeah, you can see, you see a lot of his, uh, of his Evil Dead, like, uh... Like directing style in there, and I love the I love the way that they he does a zoom in on uh, on his face, and then you see like everything kind of you know, breaking around him to really kind of show his sanity or lack of sanity, mm-hmm. and then and then it all comes back together. So it's kind of interesting. It's like it all breaks apart, and then it comes back together, but it doesn't come back together in like okay, I'm okay now. It's like it breaks apart and it comes back together, and it's like this whole new personality, and yep, then yep. you know it's like take the fucking elephant. <laughs> <laughs> such a good line <laughs> and I love watching him I mean it's horrible I love watching him break those guys fingers <laughs> he just kind of twists them all up it's, 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 it's awesome. such an obvious prosthetic though. Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it just looked like rubber <laughs> but I loved it it made me happy <laughs> So, and, and I think Liam Neeson carries it very well too he just does the, 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 diff- the way he tries to even when he's talking to, to Julie and you know he's kind of does these like little like sanity breaks during that it's yep, yep. it's kind of cool yeah so um the the soundtrack i think carried itself it served its purpose it's like exactly what you would expect out of danny elfman yeah i was gonna say it sounds very danny elfman like did did they show him doing it yeah it was okay. danny elfman yeah. and uh yeah <laughs> and you, know, the thing you, is, you can always recognize a danny elfman oh, soundtrack. oh yeah yeah and like as soon as i saw the name i was like i think i know what this is gonna sound like and sure <laughs> enough like the opening notes was <laughs> so uh yeah i mean like you know it's not a bad soundtrack at all but you know it's it's just exactly what danny elfman always composes and yeah that it's such a weird feeling because when i first discovered danny elfman and was like listening to him through you know the batman animated stuff i was like hey i like this guy he's a really really good composer but then it's like you start listening to him in all the the burton movies and you start listening to him and like everything else he does and the simpsons right. theme and all that and it's like oh <laughs> does, he, does he do anything outside the Bur- burton movies um that's a good question he has to yeah he does he does i'm yeah. just i'm just being dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah, um, I think the only thing I could really complain about, and you mentioned this during the movie, is that, um, like, you know, his whole face is pretty much burned off, and so his teeth are completely exposed, he doesn't have lips, and uh, it's a cool look. Yeah. It looks really badass, but the problem is, is that he still forms words and articulates them perfectly as if he has lips. Yeah. He's like, oh yes, I've been down this road before, and it's like, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to say that <laughs> at all, my friend. <laughs> Say say buttercup, buttercup. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like that's kind of what I would have expected. But uh, I mean, like from from movies in that from that time period and all that, that's kind of like normal fare because this was the same kind of thing with American Werewolf in London when his friend showed up in the porno theater as the skeleton, right? And he, so he's like completely decayed, but he just is talking to him normally, and so you know it was just kind of a trope back then, I guess. Well, I guess for that one though, I could kind of say is. Hey, he's he's like a ghost though, so I, I can give yeah. him that for the ghost. But you know, that's the same kind of criticism that I have of um, of the uh, uh, Batman: The uh, The Dark Knight is mm-hmm. Two Face. You never see him putting eye drops in. He has no eyelid. 
So yeah. that left eye is constantly drying out. It should be. It should burn like hell. But you're never seeing putting any, dro- any uh, eye drops in. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But if you just showed it once to dress it, and then it wouldn't come up again. Right. You right. Know? And you show, you show him dabbing his chin because he didn't have a cheek. So it's like saliva is just running outside of his face. But you never see him putting eye drops in. Or even just, you know, just dabbing his chin and squeezing that into his eye. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that's right, that's right. nasty. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, I, Dark Man is one of those movies I remember watching, uh, you know, way back in the day. And it's one that I enjoy. I have a fondness for it. It's not one I own, though. I, it's just mm-hmm. one of the things where I could, I never could bring myself to own it. Like, is it one I feel like I have to own? No. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Would I recommend it to people? Yes. Will yeah. I, now that I've seen it today, will I watch it again anytime this year? Probably not. Will I watch it next year? Probably not. <laughs> will, will I watch it on my own again unless I'm sitting down watching with someone who hasn't seen it um, yet? Right. Probably not. <laughs> really? Because I was thinking, you know, I would if if my D and D boys haven't seen it, then I would probably show it to them. But it's, I mean, it's not because I don't like. It's just one of those that I. It's not one I need to see as regularly as something else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the kind of thing that's going to sing to you and change your life like a lot of the movies that we've spoken so highly of in the past. But I mean, it's you know, it's entertaining mm-hmm. the whole way through, and you know, by no stretch is it a bad movie. I I thought it was a very good movie. And I mean, it's it's when I say it's 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 uh, well written. Uh, that's to say that there are a lot of there are a lot of pieces about it that are are written to to uh, make the make the plot work mm-hmm. without uh, without it being for, like forced to for the plot to work in a particular way. So you've got the um, the fakes the synthetic skin that. Um, that only lasts for so long and it right, lasts right. longer in the dark. And so you've got that plot device there. So when he starts to enact his plan or even when he wants to be just hang out with his girlfriends, like I only have an hour and a half to do that. Yep. You know, yep. so and so it sets up these situations, but it's not like a kind of force upon plot device. I mean, in right, a sense, right. it is like it just so happens that you're working on the synthetic skin. And you get all burned up. OK, <laughs> uh, but uh, but it, it works well in the whole and the narrative of everything. Yeah, yeah. And then, like he, uh, a early on, he salvages equipment, what he can salvage, and it's all busted up. You see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he robs Robert Durant, so that explains where he has the money to get the other stuff that he needs. Yeah. You know, so though it, it all kind of wraps those things up nicely. Uh, there's a lot of uh, really kind of cool shots that I think would would be better if they um, if the budget had been stronger. Yeah, yeah. Like that, the, that the early transition from. The explosion to the funeral. Right. It's it's a really nice shot. Um, but if the technology had been better to make the green screen like work better, and then that that uh, that morph dissolve from her in her business suit to her in her her morning dress. Yeah. You know those things. Uh, uh, but that but again the camera technique uh, and the editing is I think is pretty spot on. Yeah, like the shooting kind of makes up for that in my mind. Um, you know, a green screen or I guess back then it was blue screen was very very primitive at the time. But uh, you know, and, and as we as I've looked back on some of these movies that have like the 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 weird blue screen green screen, mm-hmm. and knowing what I know now, and this is just my guess uh, because nowadays we, it's it's not really an issue so much anymore, right? Especially with the you know technology we have for editing and you know uh, like the the um, 
well, obviously part editing, but I was uh, not like the cut and splice editing, but more of like the, the special effects editing. Right, right. Is that I think the biggest thing that stands out with that is the lighting. Mm-hmm. The, with the, you know, the green screen lighting never matches the lighting on the person. Yeah. yeah. So that they always stand out, have this weird uh, like cutout, you know, or outline around them. And I think that, you know, if you, if you could, if you really looked at that, and maybe that's something I don't think they maybe even looked at before it was like, okay, we need to make sure that however this part is lit, that the other person could be lit the same way. Yeah. Or yeah. maybe in the, when, once we combine the two of them, maybe one needs to be lit a little bit brighter than the other. So it, it blends better. Yeah. And a big weakness from stuff from back then with chroma key was, uh, the hair. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, even today, that shit's hard to pull off. And, uh, like, Adobe, for example, has really made great leaps and bounds to making that a simplified process, but it's still not perfect. So, like, back then, that is something that you really see kind of stand out as an issue. But, uh, but yeah, you know, for, for those little hiccups along the way, it never broke the immersion for me. And I, I think one thing that really makes Darkman work and sell is, again, being Sam Raimi, the part where, where Ted Raimi is popped up out of the sewer. Yep. Right? <laughs> well, first off, <laughs> popping him up out of the sewer. That, okay. First off, that line when he's like, I told you everything is, I know, but let's pretend you didn't. <laughs> that, that's great. That was badass. Yeah. Uh, but when he pops him out of the sewer like that, first off, that would like, that would just crack his skull and broken his neck, just jamming his head up through like a manhole. <laughs> but you can see clear scenes where it's like a puppet. Yep. That is like being dangled back and forth. And I don't really think that Sam Raimi tried to hide that it was a puppet. That kind of works with everything he normally does. So if yeah, you look at like yeah. Evil Dead, not Spider-Man so much, we look at Evil Dead and even something like, um, uh, what's that one? I didn't really care for it at all. But, um, it's the horror movie one that he did that really, that, uh, uh Drag Me to Hell. Mm, okay. I'm um, familiar with it, but I haven't seen it. Uh, I mean, you, you can check it out. It's okay. Uh, but, uh, there's some elements in Drag Me to Hell where it's obvious that we're doing a stop motion or some kind of puppetry, but knowing that that's what it is kind of sells it. Uh, you know, it's like, I'm not going to try to hide or try to make it blend in and make it so realistic. Right. right. I wanted to stand out. I, cause sometimes when it stands out like that, it makes it creepier. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think in that part, it, it, he's like, I'm not going to really going to try to hide it. It's okay if you see that it's a puppet. Um, I'm not going to make it a blatant puppet, like a, you know, like, like a hand with covered in felt, but, <laughs> you know, but I, I think those things too also kind of help disguise the low budget to be like, oh, well, we're not trying to fool you. It's okay if you see that that's what this is. Right, right. No. Yeah. I mean, sometimes just like kind of owning that will help with your film. Yep. And it's the same thing, like even way back in the day of Shakespeare, they didn't have, like stage scenery and stuff. They would just perform on an empty stage and you were supposed to discern where they were at via the context. Hmm. And it's like, it, it worked for them, obviously. Well, I mean, at the same time, I'm also uh, pretending that, that these women aren't men and drag. So <laughs> I guess, I guess I can just pretend that, you know, you good stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can pretend that you're in a castle. Sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, dark man is a, it's an interesting movie. Uh, it really is a kind of a, like a interesting superhero movie of sorts, you know, even though it, it's not. But I also think it kind of handles the whole concept of this vigilante superhero who's not really a superhero. Again, it, it's just mm-hmm. a revenge plot. I mean, I don't think yeah. he really plans on doing anything more other than that. But the great thing about Darkman is you root for him the whole time. Mm-hmm. You root for him. You want him to succeed. You want... Um, 
you know, you want him to get revenge and all that. And then in he walks away. You know, he has to leave, you know, his his woman because, you know, he obviously can't have her around. Um, and why can't he have her around? Well, one, because he's a monster. And uh, and two, he's unhinged. Yeah. And he knows it. It's interesting because that's also how uh, Spider-Man 1 ended. Right. And uh, the, I don't know if Sam Raimi just has a thing for that or what. Yeah. I think I think somewhere when he was growing up, like uh, an attractive redhead broke his heart. And now he's just like at the end of every movie, if he can, I'm just going to have, he's going to just have, have the main character just leave an attractive redhead and just be like, no, sorry, I know you love me. And, uh, but, you know, I know this, you want this. Yeah, this however, this is best. <laughs> it's my decision. It's mine. Uh, but I was going to say, at the end of, of Darkman, though, we actually really have a very troubling scene, which is here's a guy with, you know, uncontrollable strength. Um, and a, a incredibly smart mind. It, well, his his technology kind of got blown up in the end, but yeah. I'm sure he still has that money somewhere, or if not, he can find money or whatever. But he's still unhinged, right? Mm-hmm. You have this crazy guy walking around <laughs> that could snap at a moment's notice and like take your fingers and bend them all backwards and shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the end of Con Air when um oh Steve Buscemi, yeah, where it's like. No, that's not a happy ending. That's not good news. No, it's not. No. <laughs> I'm not going to celebrate this fucking psychopath walking the streets. What are you, crazy? Yeah, Garland Green, that Mar- uh, Marietta Mangler. I'm like, yeah, he's just walking around. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's saying, you know, we got the whole, he's got the whole world in his hands with the little girl and didn't kill her. So he's okay. He's reformed now. No, let's go back to that scene where it's like, you know, I drove through two states wearing a woman's head as a hat. Remember that? <laughs> he hasn't changed. <laughs> and now what he wins it at that craps which means now he has more money to uh, like do more awful things no that's not good buy a secret lair (laughs) yeah so yeah we have dark man and uh and just running around there just doing whatever he wants to i I do i do have to say that i'm kind of glad that he never perfected the formula for the mask because that that kind of happy ending is something i would have expected but it's like he never had it perfected. He never got to where it could last longer than an hour and a half. Right. It hinted that he was starting to figure it out, but he never finalized it. And then, of course, during the final conflict, he just blows up his lab. It's like, oh, now now we got nothing. <laughs> well, as long as it's in the dark, um, mm-hmm. then it should last. And, and and I get the feeling it has to be has to be pure dark. Yeah. Now, it yeah. just can't be at nighttime. It has to be, like, you know, seriously dark. And the mask would last uh, longer. So, But at the same time, again, we're talking about a, you know... A, a unhinged lunatic running around if he had technology where he can make a mask and it wouldn't dissolve mm-hmm. that would just make things worse so at <laughs> least at least if he if he, he could only be crazy for 90 minutes at a time oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah um the villains were pretty despicable yeah i gotta give them that uh of course like the guy who like cut off fingers that made me extremely clenched up there i don't i don't like uh stuff getting cut off <laughs> from the guy who likes body horror <laughs> just don't cut things off you can mutate it and disfigure it all you want melt, just, just as long as it all stays intact melt it with acid you know that's that's how you lose your legs <laughs> <laughs> you just you just they just get disabled <laughs> leg disabled uh, or if you you know try to commit suicide the wrong way yeah you know? <laughs> 
Uh, no, no, just just let it breathe. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so good. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Donnie? Oh, what was his name? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> I know that the band was Titanica. <laughs> yeah, man, your fucking parents sued us. <laughs> you know, that was also from Mr. Show. Okay. That's from, from the, the, the taint thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a five-inch taint. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, that, that, that is a pretty disturbance in, it's one thing to do something like that to, you know, to torture your, your rival, but then like you see later on, he's like, when they killed the, the, the lab assistant, he's like, yeah, bring me his fingers. Yep. And his trophies. You're right. And then he's got that whole thing. Like, why, what do you do? Like, like, I just can't. So just imagine this. Okay, here I am. I played like sports in high school. I got my trophies in, and you know maybe I sit back, yeah, listen to some music, and I just look back and just kind of like you know put on some Brink Springsteen, Glory Days, <laughs> yeah, pass you by, Glory Days, and I'm sitting there, yeah, you know, just like I remember that touchdown, and afterwards I got that awesome BJ. How much yeah. you bet? How much you want to bet? I can throw that football over that mountain over there. <laughs> <laughs> but so does he all sit back and everything, and like and look at things like. Oh, yeah, I remember when I cut that finger off. Yeah, he was like, I'm not afraid of you. And then I cut that finger off. He was afraid of me. Good times, good times. Like, no, what do you, what do, you do with, the, with the trophy case like that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, ah, ah. And it, it, what's even worse, well, I mean, he's a big time, you know, crime boss, criminal guy. So it's not that big thing. But he keeps him on his mantle. Yeah. He keeps him in a, in a cigar <laughs> box on his mantle. Like, you know, like, that's, that's not cool, you know? <laughs> I mean that'd be that'd be like me me keeping my like I don't know my collection of like uh like leg show and barely legal like on my bookcase right next to <laughs> like of mice and men and, and a call to arms be like oh wow he had a really good bit oh okay yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> oh war and peace yeah <laughs> yeah I've, uh, I've always thought about reading that you you read all of these. <laughs> And I got stuff from the cover 60s, to cover. 70s, 80s, 90s. It's like masturbating in a time machine. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't, you just, just kick that right on the mantelpiece, huh? All right. <laughs> Word. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Dark Fantasy is kind of cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun movie. I would, I would definitely recommend it to people. The, the, the final, one of the final scenes, uh, you know, where he's like hanging on to uh, the, uh, the helicopter yep. and flying through the city. It's nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Dark Man, uh, I would I would definitely say check it out. You know, you might enjoy it more than me. But like, yeah, I can watch Dark Man. You know, so some people have movies that they, that they watch like once a year. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like I know for you, uh, Fight Club is a is a, is a birthday movie. You yeah, know, you watch yeah. Fight Club every day. And some people are like, yeah, yeah, once a year I watch, I'll like watch this, or like once a year, like I'll go back and read this book or these series of books. You know, right, right. Um, I know a guy that I work with that. Um, has watched like Frasier, like the complete series. Wow. Like multiple times. Uh, I think like once a year, he'll just sit down and like watch Frasier. Like, and it, and I want to say they, that he binges it, but I think he just watches it like season, like episode one, season one, like, like five episodes a day or something like that. You know, just until he finishes it, which is, uh, which is kind of, you know, it's kind of cool man, for people yeah. to do that. It's like you really love the show and. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of Night Court, and I say that all the time. And on the weekdays when it's on, um, 
and I man, I'll I'll watch it. And even though sometimes like I just saw this episode two weeks ago because they they show like four or six episodes a uh, like a day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So so you're getting what like a like tw- uh, twenty to thirty episodes a week. You know. So yeah, you yeah. pretty much like you're gonna go through like almost the entire like series. Uh, within like a you know maybe a five or uh, six week period, right, right. Yeah. And I'm just tossing numbers out there. I really don't know. But anyway, I guess kind of like if you're doing that, if you're doing like uh, Belmont's thirty a week, then you're pretty much doing like a season a week. Yeah. So yeah. So within like six weeks, you've pretty much done the entire the entire series. So I know that I just saw this episode like four or six weeks ago. Right. And now, now here I am, I'm watching it again. But so I am, I love it that much, but I'm not going through it from beginning to end. But right, yeah, so people, yeah. I said people do that, but you, you may become one of those people that are like, yeah, I've got to watch Dark Man once a month because I really do like it. Or, <laughs> or you just may be like, I hated it. Or it's like, yeah, I watched it. It was worth watching. That's all I can say. But like, you know, I would show it to other people. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I dug it and I'm glad that you dug it too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then afterwards, uh, after the movie, I'll show you the, uh, the Dark Man. I think it's a NECA action figure that I have that I bought yeah. a, a while back. It's been like maybe 10, 12 years that I bought it, which is really cool. Uh, you guys, have, you know, I don't know if you can find one maybe on eBay or something, but it's cool. It has him like on the, uh, the girders of the, uh, skyscraper they were building and he's standing there. The detail on his, uh, on his cloak is really cool. And oh, he came yeah. with, uh, he came with a hat, interchangeable head and hands. So is that Madam Gal? Sorry, uh, we we're uh, watching Nicholas Cage's Sorcerer's Apprentice um, <laughs> while we we're doing this podcast, and he's talking to this Chinese lady in this ancient library. And I swear, oh damn, he just knocked the shit out of her. Yeah, because uh, oh, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, this scene I know about where where uh, he speaks to her in uh, in Mandarin, and she refers to it as the other dialect of Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so he throws her through the wall, and he's like, "That wasn't Mandarin." <laughs> yeah, but I think I think the woman uh, in that that's playing that role, same one that played Madame Gao in um, in Daredevil and Iron Fist and oh, okay. Defenders and all that. Cool. So anyway, sorry, should be interruption, folks. But yeah. you guys should know us by now. Nicholas Cage <laughs> takes precedence. Is he like a he's like a Chinese centaur. What, what's going on there? <laughs> he just, yeah. He obviously goes to the same barber that Goro does. <laughs> One day I'm gonna grow two extra arms just like you. <laughs> uh, so, oh uh, yeah. But anyway, I would say definitely, definitely check out Dark Man. It's kind of cool. If you're a Sam Raimi, Sam Raimi fan, you haven't seen it yet. I'm not quite sure, you know, why not. Um, but if you like Sam Raimi, you're like I've never heard of Dark Man because you said you'd never heard of it until yeah. then. Yeah, I never knew it was a thing. So yeah. So yeah, check it out. I dug it. Yeah, definitely. Hmm? All right. Yeah. Thanks for giving us a listen, everybody. Yep. Uh, have fun. Bye. Yeah, actually, I thought I had something like a nice ending for that, but, uh, you know, but I don't, so, yeah. (laughs) All right there, folks, that was Our Moms Think We're Funny. Let's, uh, let's give them a hand.